ready. Good. Welcome to the timeline, episode one point nine. Deadpool. <laughs> Dead. It's two words, isn't it? Um, no. What is? I guess yeah. Yeah, there you go. I thought <laughs> so. Uh, welcome. It's myself, Robert Smith, and as always, Limber Bond. How, how have you been, Limber? I've been good. Happy winters here now. Less work in the winter. <laughs> more, more chillaxing. More chillaxing. Um, what have you been up to? It's been several months. Seven months. Well, since last time we spoke, work, got married, then more work. <laughs> Not much then. Not much then. Nothing big. <laughs> Nothing big. Just got a ring on my finger now all the time. Yeah. How, how are you custom climatizing to? It's fine though. It feels like nothing's there. Oh, mine. Mine's too big and heavy. <laughs> it does. I am aware of it all the time. For the people you hit across the face. Yeah, just constantly. <laughs> constantly smacking people across the face. What's that about my wife? Sorry? Punch. Punch. Yeah. Don't apologise for her again. Uh, well, I've been moved to a new job as well. Working at charity, and that's been interesting. You're still at the airport? Or yeah, still, still easy jet. Still easy jet, yeah. Easy jet, isn't it? So uh, that's partly why we've not done much, really. Yeah. Time has been... Targeting us up. And shift work. Yes, that's right. <laughs> See, it's not so bad for me because at least I know what time yeah. I'm not going to be working generally. But it's all night work at the moment because we're short staffed. So, um, but it's, I enjoy the work, so I won't complain. Um, so this week's this episode, this week's like it's weekly. This episode, <laughs> this yearly film, podcast, this decade's <laughs> episode. <laughs> Is covering Deadpool as mentioned before. Um, you, you, this was your first time, yes. Um, I think we'll talk about it more at length yeah. at the end. Uh, did it take you a while to get through to it? We do, did you find it all right generally? I find it well, I don't see what the big hype was about this film. <laughs> I mean, that's me being on, I don't know, maybe because I watched it so late or after, like. Films got better. They might quite be got better, but I didn't mm. really. I wasn't blown away by the film. Um, <clears throat> I think it's uh, one of those things where people were happy that it was a far more accurate representation of the character oh. they know. Um, unlike, you know, Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> and Giant yeah. Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that one that was happening in, in Origins, you know, the Deadpool there. Very different. Um, we'll get into it, though. Uh, so, let's get on to pre-production. Inspirations, cast and crew. I haven't got any inspirations for it, aside from the fact it's inspired by the Deadpool comics. Right. And those comics are very much fourth wall-breaking and more unique, so... Um, Uh, it's it's one of those ones where it can be to an acquired taste, depending, yes. human-wise. Um, 
But I don't think it's necessarily a bad comic. It's just like any comic, depends on the writer yeah. that's going through at the time. Um, so there's not a lot inspiration-wise, aside from the fact that they're trying not to be inspired by the last time we saw Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, February 2004, writer and director David, David S. Goya and Ryan Reynolds were working on a Deadpool film at New Line Cinema. Like This was 2004. Yeah. Uh, they'd worked together on the Marvel film Blade Trinity. Um, the Blade series does get a little nod during the film. That, yes. uh, Reynolds was interested in the part of Deadpool after learning in, that in the comics, the character directly refers to his own appearance as Ryan Reynolds crossed with a sharp A. <laughs> um, New Line executive Jeff Katz who thought Reynolds was the only actor suitable for the role, championed the idea. However, there were rights issues with 20th Century Fox and the X-Men films, and the project did not move forward. By March 2005, Reynolds learned that Fox had expressed interest in a film featuring Deadpool. The character was set to make a cameo appearance in the 2009 film X-Men Origins Wolverine. The... Oscar bait film <laughs> X-Men Origins Wolverine he had his head cut for the last don't spoil it listen to the episode we covered it on <laughs> <laughs> it's only like three episodes ago uh, with Reynolds cast as the part his role was expanded during the film's production Katz was executive at Fox at the point and said that Deadpool was nicely set up to be explored in his own way in a feature film I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> the film's portrayal deviates from the original comic character, imbuing him with several superpowers and sewing his mouth shut. Deadpool apparently dies in the film, although a post-credit scene shows him still alive was added to the film shortly before its release. So he was he was dead in the I... film until they released it. Um, I mean, <laughs> well, felt like that. I was like, I don't think they definitely killed him off. They're like, we don't care about Deadpool. Let's kill him off. After the successful opening weekend of Wolverine, X-Men Origins, Fox officially began development on Deadpool. Uh, with Reynolds attached to star and X-Men producer Lauren Schuller Donner involved, uh, the spin-off was set to ignore the Wolverine version of Deadpool and return to the character's roots with a slapstick tone and a propenist... Per a, a general habit of breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> Rick Reese and Paul Wernick were hired to write the script in January 2010. Reynolds, who worked closely with them, said they were chosen because totally they get it. They just understand Deadpool right off the bat. By that June, Robert Rodriguez had been asked to direct the film. He confirmed this a month later, saying he'd been sent a really good script and was considering taking on the project. By October, he was no longer interested in it. And Adam Berg was being looked at to direct the film. In April 2011, Tim Miller was hired after working on the visual effects for some of the X-Men films, in part because of his work creating animated short films. These included anime... Uh, anime? These included <laughs> Academy Award winning Go For Broke, 
and DC Universe Online trailer, which was epic and cinematic. Everything that Fox wanted their comic book movies to be. <laughs> Miller would make his directorial debut with the film while Reynolds closed a deal with Fox to produce a film. Do you remember the, the DC Online animated? Yes. Oh, you do. Was it uh, everything that Fox wanted it to be? I guess it must have been. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that trailer, though. It was quite a good film. Uh, uh, I wouldn't hire someone to make a movie off that trailer, but... <laughs> I think uh, you're going to see a lot more of that. Hollywood interested in people who've worked on animated stuff and full games. You'd think more of the people who worked in Blizzard yeah. videos and stuff would... Oh, that, that team is ridiculously good. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Reynolds' Green Lantern superhero film was released later in 2011 oh. and is safe to say was a disaster. This tainted the Deadpool project. Fox executives were already concerned that its rated R content would be too much. After several meetings, the studio agreed that film could not be reconfigured for a more traditional PG-13 rating and gave Miller a low six-figure budget to produce some test footage. He created the footage using CGI at his animation company, Blur Studio, in 2012, with Reynolds voicing Deadpool. The footage did not convince Fox to greenlight the film. After the successful May release of Marvel Studios' The Avengers, Reese and Wernick thought Deadpool might be approved as an already developed superhero film. Fox was actually even more doubtful about the script, however, and began exploring ways to include Deadpool in an Avengers-esque team-up film. At different times during development, James Cameron and David Fincher, both friends of Miller, read the film's script and championed the project to Fox executives. The test footage was leaked online in July 2014 and was met with overwhelmingly enthusiastic response. That September, Fox gave Deadpool a release date of February 12, 2016, Production was set to begin in March 2015. With Simon Kath Kath with Simon Kanberg joining as producer, Reynolds attributed Fox's greenlighting of the film entirely to the leak. Do you remember that footage leaking out back in the day? No. That we did the rounds all over oh. Twitter and all that stuff. <laughs> it was uh, like almost exactly the same as one of the scenes in the film. Um he, Miller, and the writers previously discussed leaking footage themselves, and Reynolds initially thought that Miller had done so. He later believed the leak came from someone at Fox. In exchange for being able to make the film the way they wanted, Fox gave the crew a much smaller budget than the typical superhero films. That explains a small cast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super small cast, like. Gross. <sighs> So the film was eventually released on February 12, 2016 in the United States, although it did do a screening, I think, at a festival before that. I have no idea. Um, the cast returning to the series, <laughs> technically, is Ryan Reynolds. Between X-Men Origins Wolverine and today's film, Ryan popped up in Women in Gold, Mississippi Grand, Grind, Grand, Let's rename all of these. <laughs> the Captive, The Voices, and 
a, a, a swathe of fantastic films. R.I.P.D. Uh, he voiced characters in Turbo. Uh, the Crudes. Ted. Although he's oh. not credited for being in Ted. I don't think. Safe House. The Change Up. They previously mentioned cinematic classic Green Lantern. Uh, Buried. I quite like Buried, actually. Mm -hmm. One Man Show, that yeah. as well. Interesting watch that is. Uh, Unlikely Hero. Another superhero film, but very low budget. Uh, oh, and a comedy. And The Proposal with uh, Sandra Bullock. Um, so he did a lot between the two films, but most of that was not Cannon fodder. High tier. <laughs> Cannon fodder. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how popular that is. <clears throat> As for new crew, uh, Marina Akarin, I'm not going to say her full name because it's like several names in one. You know one of the names where it's like 50 yeah. fucking names. Oh, God, that sounds like I'm being really judgmental. It's just like uh, the energy it's going to take me to do that. Uh, she was born on the 2nd of June, 1979. Is a Brazilian actress. She's Brazilian? Mm -hmm. Didn't know that. Uh, known for portraying Irana Serra in the sci-fi series Firefly. What a great series that is. And the follow-up film Serenity. Serenity. Nadia really likes Firefly, really hates Serenity. I like both of them, but... I think she just disliked that Wash was killed. Oh. <laughs> For the most part. It's a shame that show got killed. I feel like that show it came out nowadays, it might have got better. It might have. But now it would have to have a different person running it. That's true, yeah. Mm. <clears throat> and we'll get on to talk about something similar to that later. Uh, Ed Screen, Edward George Screen, born 29th of March 1983, is an English actor film director, screenwriter, and rapper. He is known for... He's known <laughs> as an actor in independent films or television series. In the years that followed, he's become known for portraying Dar 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 Dario Nahiri... I don't know the name of the characters in fucking Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, in the third series of the television series Game of Thrones. Oh, he was there. But that was him, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Can you tell me what his name is? I can't say I can't <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't say normal names that are fantasy ones. But <laughs> George Almighty, when you need him. Also joining this time round was T. J. Miller, Todd Joseph Miller, born June fourth, nineteen eighty-one, is an American actor and comedian. In two thousand and eight, he made his acting debut in Cloverfield. Although you don't see him very much because he's the one holding the camera. Oh. <laughs> Uh, and from 2010 to 2014, he voiced Tough Nut Thorsten in the first two How to Train Your Dragon films, which are also pretty good. Um, from 2014 to 2017, he starred, in Ehrlich, uh, starred as Ehrlich Bachman in the HBO sitcom Silicon Valley. He's not been that busy, has he, really? He's done a few things. Yeah. Probably these are the, like, the notable things, yeah. yeah. And... Also joining them is Gina Carino, Gina Joy Carino, born April 16th, 1982, is an American actress and former mixed martial artist. She competed in Elite XC and Strike Force from 2006 to 2009, where she com uh, compiled a 7-1 record. 
Her popularity led to her being called the face of women's MMA, although Carino rejected this title. She and Chris Cyborg were the first women to headline a major MMA event during their 2009 strike force bout. Carino retired from competition uh, after her first professional MMA defeat to Cyborg. Transitioning from the ring to the screen, Carino landed her first major role as the lead of action film Haywire in 2011, which was followed by appearances in Fast and Furious 6 and Deadpool. Uh, also joining is Brianna Heidelbrand. Brianna Catlin Heidelbrand was born August 14th, 1996. She's an American actress. And there's not much else to talk about with regards to her at this point. No. Um, not, not to be rude, obviously. <laughs> Some people just hadn't done anything no. before this. Uh, Stefan uh, Cyrillic is how you pronounce it, even though it's not written that way. Born 1st December 1978, is a Serbian actor. He's the voice of Colossus, but not the body or the face. There's, yeah, there's like four people I playing did, oh. Colossus. Um, one, yes, doing his voice, one doing his face, one doing his physical body on set. Oh. So there's a few people involved. Um, the film was also directed by Tim Miller. Timothy Miller, born October 10th, 1964, is an American filmmaker. He made his feature film directing, directing debut with this film. And writers were Re Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. I must apologise to everyone if I've gotten your names wrong in pronunciation terms. I am terrible at that. <laughs> so, you said you hadn't seen it before. No. Was there any expectations you had going in? I had quite high expectations. <laughs> because I feel like the internet amazed about this film. Being some like masterpiece. <laughs> I don't know why, like Have you read much Deadpool before? No. I wouldn't say I'm a fan of Deadpool like character, to be honest. What is it about him before now that wasn't really your taste? I don't really like the fourth wall stuff uh, too much. Like, cause I kind of feel like it takes me out of a film, and someone's like start just like talking to you. Like, to be fair though, you do get deliberate, like yeah, unreliable yeah. narrators yeah. and things like that. A narration that's talking to the audience. I don't mind sure. narration, but when the character just sort of this. Okay. I just I'm, I remember playing the Deadpool game that came out a few years back on PS3 at the time it got remastered yeah. and reissued I mean didn't actually get remastered <laughs> it just got called remastered and Nolan North did a better voice I think but um, yeah I, I just, it didn't appeal to me yeah. either there was lots of really overly sexist sort yeah. of I can see why people like Deadpool but I just it's not Deadpool's not for yeah, me yeah, like, yeah. like I can understand why People like him, but to me, I just don't know. Like, it's just not your yeah, cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. Right. Well, let's gulp down that cup of tea now. Oh, <laughs> no, my microphone's falling over. There we go. Let's get into the film's 
timeline of events. This is going to be relatively quick, I think, considering. Although also confusing. Yeah, because it does jump yeah. back and forth. So we open Fox logo, Marvel Comics Flippy logo. It's pretty standard at this point. Music playing, but uh, worth noting, I didn't write down what the song was because the subtitles don't bother telling anybody what the song's playing. So if you happen to be hard of hearing, you are just seeing the opening and no yeah. idea what's going on. Not really, really, wow. Just pop music playing yeah. is all it says. It could be anything in your imagination. Uh, we open to a scene of carnage. Camera panning around as credits pop on screen. The 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 scene is suspended mid-action, frozen in mid-air, and the camera's kind of flying oh, through yeah. everyone. Oh, yeah, I, I, did, I really like this opening, actually. Oh, the the actors, <laughs> like... The car, uh, a car tumbling, body suspended, items flying around, a coffee cup with Rob L written on mm. the side. Um, the credits... Some Douchebags Film, starring God's Perfect Idiot. A copy of People Magazine with Ryan Reynolds on the front cover flies past. Serious, uh, Sexiest Man Alive. It's official. Will and Kate engaged. <laughs> I should look up what date this came out, but I, again, this was one of those things where I just didn't... This was such a rushed... <laughs> That's it, the people. Last minute rushed. thing. Because it, was, it took six months Mom's and, in and five making. minutes. Mom's in the making. <laughs> Uh, the next one will be better. It's just with everything that's been going on. I swear. Uh, the next credits, a hot chick, a British villain, the comic relief, a moody teen, a CGI character, a gratuitous cameo, which I don't think we actually got a gratuitous cameo, except for Stan Lee, I suppose. Oh, yeah. And uh, produced by Arsats, written by the real heroes here, directed by an overpaid tool... <laughs> Cut to a taxi. Deadpool is messing around in the back. Eventually, he clambers through the cabbie's window. Oh. The little window behind the cabbie's seat, not like through the side of the cab. That'd be crazy. He's on his way to get his revenge, he says. They talk a little bit about this woman. About love. He's got a picture <laughs> and love and things they should do. And how we should yeah. get the love of his life. Yes. <laughs> He gives him advice. We cut from Wade's... Uh, uh, Wade shows off why he's going to get revenge by showing the cabbie his yeah. face. Uh, we cut from Wade's messed up face to a chopper landing. A man disembarks. He's collecting illegal weaponry, possibly. That's what it seems to be. Generic bad guy here. Generic <laughs> bad business guy. Yeah. Doing bad business stuff. <laughs> Let's do some bad business. <laughs> He's collecting illegal weaponry from a British man. After moments complaining, the buyer quickly changes his mind and agrees to leave with a smaller shipment after being lifted up by one hand around his throat. The British man is a mutant, which we find out because the other guy just says fucking mutant as he walks away. <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty much the only real mention of mutants and mutant powers. Like, we know the X-Men are mutants already. <laughs> Um, and we know about mutants already, and it's mentioned like as part of the plot, but in a sort of very offhand. Yes, it's not really. It's not about mutants, which is nice. Actually, nice change of pace. Back to the taxi. Wade hops out on the freeway and leaves without paying. He just gives pays him a high five, right? Nice, high five, do <laughs> nice crisp high five. I love this taxi driver. Though. He's just patiently goes, yeah, a high five would do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
Next, we get a complete re recreation of the previously leaked CGI test footage from a few years ago. But now with better CGI and real people too. So the, literally, the, from the point of Wade sitting on the wall and talking to the camera, mm. saying, whose balls did I have to fondle to get a, a movie? And then him dropping into the car, the, the fight and them crashing. All of that was the CGI um. leaked footage. And it was almost exactly the same. You wouldn't have known it wasn't live action at some point. Um, we'll look it up later, maybe. Um, so Wade sits listening to Salt and Pepper. Oh, yes. Um, drawing childish scribbles of him killing a man called Francis. He turns and breaks the fourth wall, first of a few times. He doesn't do it as much as you think he would though for the character no I was expecting for a a lot more yeah uh, next he drops several stories into a skylight of a moving car immediately getting into a comical fracas with the four occupants one tumbles out the back and is dragged behind another is shot by his cohorts in a second passing car his body tumbling out of the side and being dragged along by the seatbelt Wade uses his foot to avoid more assailants and flip the car to the side wall. While tumbling through the air, Deadpool grabs a villainous biker's Y-fronts and yanks him along for the ride. Until time slows. We catch up with the opening credits. And Deadpool makes a joke before the chaos returns to full pace and bodies and vehicles come to a painful and broken end. People are decapitated by bike chains and at this point you're like, yeah, this is definitely... Mature. Like, yeah, this uh, is, this adult is uh, maybe not mature, but like not for people under a certain age. This is not for your like, typical superhero kids. Like you're not going to take your kids to the cinema. We're going to watch Deadpool today. Like, the thing is, like the way that American cinemas work, you know, people probably did. Course, yeah, yeah. And it's not this scene that would have been a problem. Although they should probably yeah. have been like, oh, that was a bit more violent than I was expecting. That man's head came off. Um, but he was wearing a bike helmet, so it's yeah. still kind of getting away with it a little bit. Um, always wear a helmet, kids. I just want to die, obviously, then. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do, you do you. <laughs> yeah. Of course, it's a good way to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you think of this? You said you liked the opening. I quite like the opening, yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to be quite interesting. Got, they got a bit of budget behind them. Yeah, well, you'd think they had a budget behind them, but they, <laughs> apparently they didn't have very much money at all. So no. They still managed to do Which is not the worst thing, actually. I'm not saying a film has had a yeah, massive yeah. budget. Because like, I think some parts of the film were quite good. Like I like his past stuff, but, but it's quite a good opening scene. You're like, oh, he's going to get going for me a bit. <laughs> the fact that he keeps jumping back and yeah. forth, I don't know, I like it in concept, but to an extent it keeps... The flow doesn't quite yeah, work as well. Um, got to the X-Mansion. Colossus has his breakfast interrupted by news of the pileup. He immediately knows it's Deadpool and takes trainee X-Man Negasonic Teenage Warhead with him to capture Deadpool. Yeah, he has a charming little conversation. Yeah, with I don't know why that. the X-Men are even in this film, to be honest. Like, literally, <laughs> you, know, you see two X-Men in the whole film, like these two. No matter how I think about some mansion, it's just like it's, two of them. It's like. a really good version of Colossus. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, it's good, but I mean, that's the only thing you see. Like, Colossus and his... <laughs> and he's very charming. He's like, you know, if you had breakfast, 
gives her a protein yeah, bar to make sure she's all right. But I would like if the school had maybe just they just paid people just to be dressed up as like students or something <laughs> like that. Like just get yeah. get the cameraman or something just to be uniform. They're on like. holiday. We'll leave them alone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Gloucester's his breakfast. Blah, blah, blah. Back to the right way. Deadpool kicks off a gunfight with just twelve bullets, which he makes makes point of counting down as yeah. he's shooting everyone. Uh, highlight Paul startled by the guy by the other side of the car I love that there's a bit where this guy's just walking along and he spots him and he just yeah. does this little scream yeah. that's really just just really cheekily funny not like try hard funny you know it made me laugh in the middle of, uh, of a blade fight with one goon who we th- he, he shoots three people through the head mm. but the bullet doesn't kill the th- Final guy, it just kind of embeds in his forehead, uh-huh. um, which is not obvious straight away because there's another guy who he uses a, a L- um, lighter on, yeah. yeah, a car lighter, yeah, and it's very similar looking. Anyway, he gets into a fight, nice fight with him, but immediately kills him with some katanas. And again, in the middle of this, time slows down, and Deadpool starts talking to the audience about how he ended up here and how it's actually a a love story. And we jump back exactly two years before. Uh, uh, Mr. Merchant, that's it, that's why I wrote that, (laughs) is turning down pizza. He didn't order it. But Wade did. As he calls out and leaves the other room and enters the film as his healthy self non-scarred normal human being apart average a, guy apart from the pizza he ordered what was the pizza? It's like, I think it's olives and pineapple sweet uh, salty and sweet oh he says. my god I was like I want to smack him right now <laughs> <laughs> you don't like olives or pineapple? on a pizza no. I don't like olives but both of them on a pizza oh that, I'm going to have to let Nadia know this she that loves... is fuel of nightmares that is <laughs> <laughs> Well, apparently you're the opposite of Deadpool. Um, at the resident, he as the resident protests, he pulls out a gun, but it turns out he's for the pizza delivery kid Jeremy, who's been stalking a girl, probably at the same school I assume. But after warning the kid off, Wade makes uh, Wade meets his stalking victim, not his stalking victim, but the kid's yeah. stalking victim. You know what I mean? At the local skate park. And to let let her know, he's off her back. We find Wade later, that night, probably, heading to a Merc bar called Sister Margaret's Home for Wayward Girls. I think that's the name of the bar in the comic as well. But via the delivery door. At the bar is Rob Lightfield, artist, worst in the industry, and creator of Deadpool, here playing literally himself, because he calls him Lightfield. <laughs> uh, Wade meets bartender Weasel although he's never directly named Weasel he says Weeze at some point also a character from the comic uh, before ordering a blowjob for another patron and saying it's from yet a third of the one to cause a fight this is to try and get somebody killed at the bar as the bar itself has a betting pool for the next person <laughs> to die <laughs> the dead pool Yes, that's how he gets his name. Spoiler Don't alert. Don't it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> God. You're the next one to die. 
After the fight, Wade is approached by Vanessa. Although we don't get told her name straight away. We just happen to know her name now. Uh, The two have a little flirt session where they kind of ape Monty Python's classic sketch where they're talking about how awful their life was growing up. Oh, yeah. Um, And uh, he he figures out or finds out that she's a working girl and then pays her for a date. I mean, it's implied that they're going to go and have sex and then that's the joke when you see him in the next scene. But actually, just have a nice game of foosball. Foosball. It's an American thing. Don't ask me what it's called. This very quickly leads to an Ultron ring. Is it Ultron? Oh, it's Ultron, yeah. And then a relationship. Yep. Or, Or should I say... An extended scene where we see the pair having holiday-themed sex <laughs> over and over again through the course of a whole year. It's graphic for a comic-slash-Marvel movie, although it's still not too bad. Yeah. Um, and there's also bound to give off uh, a lot of unhappy parents who taking their kids. To... Like, don't look! Don't look, Jimmy! Oh. Don't look! <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I don't remember hearing about any protests around this film. Well, I mean, it's rated sixteen or fifteen. Well, or... It's rated properly yeah. R, right? So uh, I don't know. Still, I mean, there's a lot of naked, naked. I mean, even in that scene, you see her full frontal yeah. for a split second. Um, Valentine's Day, Christmas, Chinese New Year, Year of the Dog. Yeah. Which I should check the date to see if it actually is supposed to be given dog. I did, again, I haven't done my footwork as much as I should have this time around. International Women's Day, which is implied that she's using something on him. Uh, Lent, where they <laughs> don't have sex. Halloween, where he's got some fangs in. And Thanksgiving, where they just have sex with lots of food. Uh, the, the scene ends at Christmas... The couple talk on Christmas and he jokes about how awful her jumper is and Wade proposes with a ring pop. Remember those kids? Ring pops. Ring pops. He's like, where'd you get that ring from? He's like, never mind, kids. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) It's like he's in the room. (laughs) Before Wade goes to pee, and then passes out suddenly. That, to- that toilet situation as well. It's, well, it's a studio apartment. <laughs> I guess. You want? At least have a little, I don't know, wall, yeah. say you like. I hope that was a toilet. Because you don't actually <laughs> properly see it. It might have been a bucket or something. <laughs> Who knows? <sighs> Cut to a doctor's office. Wade has late stage cancer. He's got like cancer everywhere, hasn't he? <laughs> well, we don't get told straight away yeah. where he's got the cancer. Um, this is also a lining up with the the comics. Uh, cut back to the fight on the motorway. Deadpool drops his sword victim, takes out the remaining biker from earlier before kicking the shit out of him and pinning him to the bridge with a sword. <laughs> uh, this is Francis. We find out. Mid-conversation, Colossus walks up behind Wade and tosses him to one side. As he's flying through the air, we slow down and jump back in time to the past where we see a shot of the Deadpool action figure of the X-Men Origins Wolverine Deadpool. 
Wade says it's his most treasured possession, but he's actually talking about his copy of uh, Make It Big. That's it. By Wham. Sorry, how do you, how does he say it? I can't remember. <laughs> Wham. Wham. Oh, yeah. Wham. Because he's got the exclamation mark. Oh. So you have to say it like that. On the record, Wade is leaving because he doesn't want to burden Vanessa with his cancer. The cancer is in his liver, lungs, prostate and brain. Right. According to him. You're done for. Later at the bar, a guy in the bar is waiting for Wade. He's heard about Wade's cancer and past. He offers to cure Wade and hire him and give him superpowers. Back at the flat, <laughs> Wade is thinking about things and throws off Vanessa with a bit of about the Taken series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, like, he, he was having a Liam Neeson nightmare yeah. and that he'd taken his kid. And he's a bad parent. Yeah. <laughs> just just goes on for quite a bit. Well, it's charming enough. It's fine. Wade leaves and while he's walking through the night, he makes a call. Uh, how were you what, when you got to this chunk of where it started going back in time? Yeah, you weren't obviously weren't expecting that to happen, no. right? How, how was that for you as a new because I'd seen this before once before? I didn't mind the jumping back in time, I actually prefer the stuff back in time than the actual dead I find it quite fascinating, like the back in time stuff, like because it sets him up, it sets up quite like. I guess because he's always a joker, isn't he? Like, mm. like, he's always been a joker person. Like, And it's, to an extent, it comes across later on, especially as a coping yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. It's what keeps him sane. Yeah. But uh, then you get the relationship and all yeah. of the sex scenes and all that. Were you expecting? No. <laughs> were you watching were you with somebody who you wouldn't want to watch it with you? <laughs> like, like grandma or anything? <laughs> No, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I'm expecting this boy. I said, actually, I say that now. I don't. After watching the boys, I feel like I've become the like boys it. is a little bit more upfront about. Yeah, it. I guess yeah. Well, this part, I guess he's not because he, he's like, oh, it's X Men, Ben. Oh, oh, this is the X Men, is it, little Jimmy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, course, you like those films, don't you? Yeah. Come on then. Let's go watch the X Men. Oh, it's just the one, Mum. Oh, they've. Oh, no, looks like they've got a couple of your favourites in there. That's yeah. that silver man you like so much. <laughs> but I feel like at this point I didn't notice that that because he like, oh, we're gonna stay in like two locations, pretty much the whole film. Yeah, yeah he, <laughs> he does, like, he's on that fucking motorway for quite a while. He's on a motorway in a flat or in a bar, literally. Like, <laughs> I mean, they they make good with what they've got. They make good, yeah. And a lot of the shots of the X Mansion is from the other films. Yeah. It's not new stuff. Um, cut back to now ish. Deadpool is held midair from Colossus Toss. Deadpool talks to the audience about the pros and cons of being heroes, which Colossus can also hear. Yeah. Uh, apparently. He does mention that, does he, Colossus? He goes, I can hear you, though. <laughs> I can't do a Russian accent, I won't do it, but... <laughs> I can, I can, you know I can hear you. Uh, that was probably the best I can do. Uh, Colossus confronts Deadpool along with Negasonic Teenage Warhead uh, as Colossus is planning on taking Paul and Francis in with him. 
Francis runs during one of Deadpool's rants at Colossus. And Deadpool, consequently, loses his temper, punches Colossus so hard he breaks one of his hands. Then he gets so angry about breaking his hand, he punches him in the dick and breaks his other hand. And then he gets so angry about that, he tries to kick him in the head and breaks his foot. Um, Colossus attempts to take Deadpool in by handcuffing him. But Wade uses a knife to cut off his own hand and tumble off the bridge into the back of a van. That's why the film in the process, isn't it? Does he? Yeah, 124 days. Oh, well, you know, we we know that's what happens in that, because one, it's a true life story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <So> spoiler alert. <laughs> um, cut back to the past. Wade on a hospital gurney, being wheeled through a dirty looking warehouse. At this point, I must say, you got to think to yourself, I've screwed up here. <laughs> The host doesn't even look like a hospital. It looks like a run-down, like... <laughs> it's not even that. He's strapped down. He can't <laughs> even get out. Uh, we see other patients. One of them has loads of bones erupting out of their back. Um, that's Marrow, I believe, one of the X-Men. Supposed to be a reference to them. Before Wade is strapped down, a serum eventually is ejected into him to activate dormant mutant genes. This is more or less like one of the only two other times we hear the word mutant come up. Your body has to work under a lot of extreme stresses. Mm. <laughs> Which involves endless torture. Yeah. Um, you see a, a montage of him being tortured in various different yeah. ways. Eventually, as this doesn't work, Wade is put into an oxygen deprivation tank. Uh, after hours of torture, Wade mutates which is essentially all of his skin kind of bubbling off and turning into old bacon. Okay. It, it, like, for all of the stuff the film says about how he looks, he doesn't look that bad, really. No. Not but, how yeah. bad he could, like... No, they could have pushed Obviously, that. he doesn't look... If you saw him on the street, you'd be like, oh, what's happened to that poor guy? But he's not, you're not going to be like... Looks, it, yeah, without the, with just the mask on, he looks like he's just a bald guy yeah. with minor skin yeah. condition or... You know, I won't be screaming, running away from me like I swear. I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. poor guy. Like, it's just... he's way worse in the comics. Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to see them push it a bit, but, but I guess that cost money. CD, what is it? No, not really. I mean, oh. it's just, it's all overhead, full face, yeah. prosthetic yeah. makeup, right? Just make it more ugly looking yeah. makeup. Because I think he did look a bit ugly when he first when it the first happened, because he looked a bit more, but then he healed up a bit. It's like whatever happened, right? Like, yeah. Um, after Ajax returns and they have a little encounter where Deadpool continues to be mouthy at him <laughs> um, he puts him back into the oxygen deprivation tank for his own entertainment but not before Wade headbutts his companion Angel in the face and steals a match she always has in her mouth not that she notices um once the pair leave, Wade spits the match out and uses it to light the oxygen line attached to his deprivation tank, causing a massive explosion. There's no way he could have known he was going to survive that, so maybe he just wanted to... End himself. Yeah, and it's like, it's interesting because it has a lot of these sort of very dark, very serious, very dry stuff going on, like the cancer. Yeah. It treats that relatively seriously, yeah. but he's still joking about stuff. and. Yeah. 
for 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 something that's an outright comedy. It's instead of a superhero film, really. It's interesting to see if I mean they didn't quite get the balance right. I don't think, but it could have been way worse. Yeah. Uh, massive explosion. Yes, that's it. <laughs> In the fire aftermath, Francis returns to be attacked by Wade. But Francis gets the upper hand quite quickly and pins Wade to the ground with a rebar through his chest, which he kind of bends to trap him in. So what is his power set, Francis? Um, superhuman strength, heightened um, reflexes, and no nerve pain, so he can't feel anything. And I think it affects his brain as well. So he probably Has he got can't... healing properties, though? No. He mentions that in the film later on. He says, I wish I could heal like him. Yeah, but I mean, he takes a lot, this guy takes a lot of damage. I know he can't feel anything. He probably heals a bit better. But his boy, doesn't, doesn't, his boy doesn't seem to be walking like... He doesn't feel the pain, so he may have more injuries than he realises he's got. Maybe, yeah. You know. But he does sustain a lot of damage <laughs> throughout this, like, throughout no, this film. It's, it's not a long period of time either, but then again, it's two years ago, and there was a year with Vanessa... Yeah. So it had to have been at least a year of him searching for him. So who knows how long it's been since it's they've had fights, you know. Uh, later, once everything's been burned down, Wade is on the streets and finds and follows Vanessa, but doesn't approach her because of his scarred face. Cut to Wade and Weasel at the bar. A conversation leads to Wade's name, Deadpool. Oh. Oh, Captain Deadpool. Just Deadpool. Um, naming himself after the dead pool <laughs> on the wall of the bar. He also decides on a suit, thanks to Weasel's pressuring him into it because of his face, um, to keep his being alive quiet for the time being. We move to a montage, another one, of... Wade chasing down leads on Francis and slowly updating his suit, culminating in his final outfit and finding the recruiter from the bar who keeps calling Agent Smith because he's the guy in the suit. Yep. And he's, I do think it's an Agent Investment as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he talks very similarly. Um, where are we? At which point the film literally speeds up and back to now and the back of the truck well not quite now he speeds a little too far forward yes. and we find Wade masturbating in his bed while holding a stuffed unicorn I was like what did I just see I was like what <laughs> I was like okay like <laughs> uh, that is also a thing from the comics oh. he has a thing for unicorns oh. don't ask um it rewinds quite quickly back afterwards. Um, we briefly meet Wade's new roommate, Al, a blind old woman, oh. who he meets in um, a, a laundromat. Yeah, she's she's making fun of him for washing his clothes. And she's giving my advice how to get blood out. Yeah. <laughs> she's a red, red next time. And, she, and she's, she's a <laughs> former coke addict, apparently. Yeah. And she misses doing cocaine. Yeah. Um... Do we have a fun little scene between them? Nothing of consequence. No. She, the gag is that she she's living there so that he doesn't have to put up his own furniture. 
<laughs> but she's blind and she's putting up IKEA furniture and it's it doesn't work. There's a joke. Um, back at the bar, Francis and Angel arrive to tap Weasel for information, finding out about Vanessa. Although she apparently already knew her anyway. Um, quickly, Weasel and Wade arrive at the strip club where Vanessa is now working. But Wade chickens out on talking to her while he's in the bathroom again, and Angel and Francis abduct her instead. Um, you get our gratuitous Stan Lee cameo, oh, yeah. where he's the announcer for the strip club. Um, there's just copious amounts of topless women here because it's a strip bar being represented in film, and they can afford to get away with it, so they just did that. Um, which is interesting, the amount of you know, topless people we see. Later on, there is a gag involving somebody's breasts popping out, oh, yeah. and you don't actually see anything, yeah. which is fine. I prefer that. But it seems contradictory, considering <laughs> everything we've seen up to the this point. The fact that they've got... Like, they can't fully X-Mansion with random people. <laughs> they could go to a bar. <laughs> they probably it. just literally walked into a bar and filmed there. That's what it's true, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um... What do you think so far? How how are you passing this so far? Again, it keeps jumping back and forth, both tonally and practically. I, I, I don't know. At this point, I'm just starting to think, oh. I start to, like, I've peaked the excitement. I'm like, oh, now we're just going. Because if some of the jokes are good and some of them are just like, what? Like, what are your highlights? I like so far. Although we do have a bit for that at the end of the show. Maybe we should leave it for yeah. that. I don't think I've got anything. I've got honest. anything. There's nothing that jumps out about this yeah, it's, like... it's like, it's very much what it needed to do sort yeah. of situation. The all is lost moment. Deadpool kicks off at his apartment and tools up and gets guns from everyone. Like Al's got and a gun. Hello Kitty bag as well. Yeah. He's got like I like the touch of his Adventure Time watch and things like that. Yeah. Those those visual gags are fun. Um, and he heads off to go and rescue Vanessa. For some reason, there's a sort of side gag where Weasel's got a thing for for Al slightly, <laughs> and he's just like, "Do you want to get get wrecked <laughs> or whatever?" We're like, okay. Uh, cut to a building site. Well, I thought it was a building site at first, but it's like an old uh, warship. Yes, it like it's a yeah, because it's got like a uh, like one of those warships with like because airplanes can take off it. Yeah, yeah, it's um. Well, I can't really call it aircraft now. carrier. Yeah, aircraft carrier. Um, and it's being stripped down, so it's almost like it's a junkyard yeah. to be stripped. It's very strange. Um, what's well, after the taxi scene though? What? Do we do the taxis? No, they, we see this. Trust me, I've got it all oh. in order. You see, Believe you see, me, I've seen this enough times. Cut to a building site or warship where, where Ajax informs Vanessa of Wade's living stats. She doesn't know he's alive. She thinks he's gone away and then died no. away from her. Yeah, And they're planned to deal with him. Meanwhile, at the X-Mansion, Wade arrives and asks for help from Colossus and by extension... Negasonic yeah. Teenage Warhead. Uh, hopping in t- 
to Dapinda's taxi. Why did he just fly though? What? Why did he just fly? Like, mm. <laughs> maybe neither. Oh, I don't know. What do you want from me? I didn't uh, write this. They could only afford the CGI for the plane once. Oh, maybe. That's true. Um, and also, I think that's reused from from the films. Mm. Hopping into Dapinda's taxi, the three head to the building site where the ship is being stripped. Cut to the closing fight, the final fight. A battalion of mercs arrive and Angel drops in. It's probably worth mentioning that to Hinder, he's abducted his love rival he's loaded. and stuffed him in the back of a taxi. And it assumes that his love rival died because he had a crash at some point? After that, because he... Oh, he's screaming. He's still alive. No, but no. But when, when, he gets to, when they get to the, the shipyard, there's Paul's like, I forgot my bag. And, he phones and then him. there's a crash. And they crash and, and they're screaming. I guess he might be still alive. So but... he's, definitely, he's definitely alive because he's <laughs> screaming out loud in agony. Um, and you hear it like yeah. until it cuts. So he's definitely still alive when we finish up. Don't worry, his love rival is still alive. <laughs> um, a battalion of mercs arrive and Angel drops in. Not Angel no. from the X-Men. Angel as in the woman. <laughs> Um, punching Colossus into the distance before being checked by Negasonic. I'm not going to say her name all the way through anymore. Um, Colossus tosses a massive tyre, a really big one, at some mercs before getting into a fight with Angel. Deadpool, pulling his undies off through his trousers, uh, calls a truce, giving the mercs a chance to lay down their arms. But when they continue to assault, Deadpool jumps into action Killing and dismembering several, like chopping heads off full on sword action because he's left, like you say, he's left his guns yeah. in the taxi again. Um, back with Colossus and Angel. Colossus punches Angel into a shipping container, I believe. And the two have a brutal slapdown. It's quite a good fight between it is, the two of them. Okay, now I don't actually see how she's super strong, but it's just superhuman strength, I think, and that's it. But if someone's if, if it's someone with Colossus. It, Hit you once. She seems to be superhuman stronger than oh, yeah, yeah. Probably resistant to and, and be able to take a punch from him as well. Um, back to Deadpool, taking the fight to several more mercs. Negasonic uses her powers to shove a car into some. Colossus pounds on Angel and tosses her into a pile of debris. In the middle of the fight, Deadpool spots a fellow friend who he knocks out. Bob. I think his name is. He has an asking about his family and how his kids are, which is nice. Don't when, have to kill everyone. Out, when he's knocked out, the guy, though, he's just dragging him along. Like, how's the family kids like? Uh, how's, uh, how's the salad, the tuna salad? <laughs> yeah. Uh, back with Colossus for a fun gag about the impractical outfits these types of films make their female heroines wear as Angel's left breast pops out and he politely informs her and says, oh, I can't, oh, I'm sorry, sort of. He said, I can't look at you. You're trying to kill me, but I can't look at you. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, that's very sweet, and then punches him as hard as possible in the balls. Um, it's odd that film, like I say, has shown many topless women so far. Um, we'll cover the gag for this, though. It's an odd one. But she probably just didn't feel comfortable oh. having it on the show. You know, Negasonic uses her powers to launch Deadpool up onto this, almost all the way up onto the bridge of the ship, and uh, 
to confront Francis. He finds Francis has locked Vanessa in the deprivation tank, or another one, uh, that he tortured Wade with. The pair fight, and Wade uses his sword to puncture the tank so Vanessa can breathe. Yes. She's not 100% able to breathe, but she's better off with the sword in it. Uh, with Angel and Colossus, she's using rebar to strangle the metal mutant. Back to Wade and Ajax. Vanessa uses Wade's sword to cut herself free and to escape as Francis beats on Deadpool, stabbing him in the side of the head, the right-hand side of his skull. Vanessa rushes Francis, stabbing him with Wade's sword, and then Wade, on the floor, hallucinates cartoon characters around Vanessa and does some hand-based gags about like that whole love yeah, heart thing I mean. and they yeah you know what I mean uh, until Francis tosses her across the the surface of the ship as Angel continues to strangle Colossus Negasonic attacks causing a massive explosion toppling the ship with everyone on it Deadpool puts Vanessa in the tank as his fantastic idea is that that somehow will protect Same. her. Um, and Colossus flees of Angel and Negasonic, now knocked out, under his arms. Vanessa is later rescued by Colossus and Negasonic, as Paul beats Francis and breaks both his arms, and maybe one of his legs, like aping what happened to Deadpool. I think it was his... his both his arms. Yeah, he definitely least. breaks his, both his arms, yeah. But when Francis lets him know that he can't be fixed, while Colossus gives a long and passionate speech... About being a hero, waking up... All the four fun. moments, <laughs> Deadpool shoots him in the face and then Colossus starts vomiting. Out of shock and disgust. Wade and Vanessa have a reunion where she finally sees his face and as they kiss, she accepts him, obviously, because... It's a love story. And as they kiss, Wham plays out the happy ending. Credits. See, I told you it would be short. Did, did they get to Kevin in the comics, Vanessa? Or it... I don't remember enough about the comics. Oh. I wasn't, I'm not a big reader of them either. Um, Post-credits scene. Is it almost a shot? Well, it's, it's only the one shot, but it's a shot remake of the post-credits scene from Ferris Bueller's Day Off with the same... Oh. Bath gown, everything. She's named up loads of people. Yeah, he starts talking about. I mean, the, the opening lines are almost exactly yeah. the same. Like, what are you still doing here? They're almost exactly yeah. the same lines, shot for shot. And then he starts talking about the sequel and how it's going to have cable. And it keeps going for some reason. But, you know, it's a cute nod to the original post credit scene from, from films. I don't know if. It, can you think of an earlier post-credit scene, like something that's much older that has like something happening in the end? We're so used to them now, especially in big-budget sort of comics films. But I feel like yeah, comic films just happen all the time. All like... the time. But there's there's a few times it's happened in the past. Maybe we should do a video on that. <laughs> That'd be interesting. That, that, yeah. The history of the post-credit scene. That's probably been done like a thousand times. So, what did you? 
at this point we can actually talk about it. What did you actually fully think of Deadpool? I did find it weird. I don't know. I feel like because I went to this thinking because everyone seems to rave about this film. Like we went it first, like it's amazing film. So I guess I had this high expectation it would be something like Mar like some I don't know, like I don't know. It's something grander, but it wasn't. I mean, it's not a bad film. It's enjoyable. But I won't go back and watch it for you. Is is it an okay comedy? If you ignore the superhero stuff. Oh yeah, it's an okay com like. It depends what kind of humour you like, though, isn't it? Yeah. It all depends on what kind of comedy. Even even compared to other comedies, I think it's still pretty unique Me. for what it is. Be partly because of what it is, you know. But like the style is. I don't know. I wonder how much of it was ad-libbing on elements of the script yeah. you know I do know that there are lines from scenes in the film that aren't in the theatrical cuts of the film from the trailers they're, they're very different yeah. lines so I, I suspect they did multiple takes with different jokes and they just randomly picked yeah. up you know I thought you know it, it is simultaneously really accurate to the, the comic but with not enough budget to really be accurate yeah. to the comic you know all, all the sort of more action side of things but totally it's very close yeah. to what I knew of the second Deadpool because the first version of Deadpool talked a lot but wasn't funny yeah. you know people just grew to like him so he became a popular yeah. character so he became likeable and became funny you know um, I like it less now than I did the first time I saw it I think that makes sense I haven't seen Deadpool 2 so who knows how it all goes and I like the idea of Deadpool 2 because there was a second Deadpool 2 called Once Upon a Deadpool oh. where they did a PG friendly version of it I've heard, I've heard of it and they put um, extra stuff on it like made a completely different yeah. film really so that'll be interesting to see, but um, yeah, I think it's it's entirely successful at doing what it was trying yeah. to do. Um, whether or not what it's trying to do is to my taste, so I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think like maybe because I, I didn't know the boy is different, but the boys has some comedy in it, and I think it probably had it does it a le little less in your face comedy like. It has a... I mean, I suppose Deadpool does have, like, moral stuff going on and it's got some serious stuff yeah. going on. It's really talking about, you know, this shocking thing happened to him yeah. with regards to cancer and their relationship. And it treats that relatively yeah. seriously, considering it could be far more joking. Um, and in a sense, you know, because The Boys does have this moral core going on through it yeah. on television. The comics are less well thought of no, than the, yeah. the TV show um, you know it's not it's a budget as well because obviously Deadpool's budget is a lot yeah, less so it's like, interesting to see yeah. what the second film is like oh. because of that increased budget and what they can actually do and the the introduction of characters that are a wide range of characters yeah. you know and historically important and yeah it'll be interesting to see how the second one goes as this is a great sort of sort of set up for a real film if that makes sense uh, let's get on to 
any highlights? What's your favorite line? Favorite scene? Favorite character? I quite like the taxi scenes. <laughs> like it's it's, it's, it's just something it's like, like far away, but it's quite funny. Like because they like the first thing they meet, it's about it's less personally. Like they're like you got to get her. And you see it again. It's like oh, it's going to boo. Like <laughs> Deadpool's just like they're like what? Don't, don't kill her. Kill him. Kill her. like. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate the smaller stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think some of the smaller stuff works better than the bigger stuff. Like. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, the character stuff works better. Yeah. I think Al's kind of fun as well, yeah. although you don't see the nearly enough. But it's just she's played yeah. perfectly. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I have anything specific. That's what like, I'm watching the film, and I'm like, this is all yeah. kind of merging together as one all right thing. It's watchable. It's a watchable thing. But nothing's really standing out, you know? Um, mouse is over there. Why am I reaching in entirely the wrong part of the desk? So let's cover the people leaving this timeline. There is not a lot of people leaving this timeline. Okay, <laughs> Because a lot of the cast come back for the second film. And it's not a big cast. But Francis is shot in the head, so he's gone. Ed Screen. Screen went on to replace Jason Statham. In the action film, The Transporter, refueled in 2015, and portrayed the cocky, bounty-hunting cyborg, Zappin, in Elita Battle Angel. Very loved film, that. Never I've probably it. seen it. I've seen bits, but... No. He later starred as Lieutenant Dick Beast in the war film Midway in 2019. Um, so he, you can see why they would replace Jason Statham with him. Yeah, a good yeah. budget, Jason yeah. Statham. Not in an offensive way, you know. I think it's probably better than Jason. I don't know. Yeah, I don't... Well, yeah, Jason's done a wide range of stuff over the years, but you only see him well known for certain things. Yeah. That's a problem with his work. And uh, we have to talk about this. So, Gina Carino. Or Carano? Yeah. Uh, Carano also portrayed uh, Carradine uh, in the first two seasons of the Disney Plus space western series The Mandalorian from 2019 to 2020. Did you watch The Mandalorian? Was she there? She was in that. We're going we're gonna to get onto some stuff. So, um, Following a series of controversial posts she oh, made. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, yeah, she's, she's the M&A woman, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Social know, yeah. media. Lucasfilm announced in 2021 that Karin Carano would not appear in future Star Wars media. Um, this is the most stuff, but she'd said some other things around uh, gender and other right-leaning questionable things as well. Uh, in February 2021, Carano shared an Instagram post that compared hating someone for their political views to the persecution of the Jews during the Holocaust. That's one way to send your career down the... <laughs> yeah, down the pad. A, yeah, yeah, that's a good way of uh, making sure you get hired next week. In And included an image taken during the Lviv pogroms. Uh, many critics interpreted the post as comparing... American conservatives to Jews in Nazi Germany. 
In February 2022, Carano suggested that the war in Ukraine was a government conspiracy to control the public through fear, started because they had lost control of the COVID narrative. Did she say that? Yep. Wow. I didn't know she said I know she said about the... Yeah, it's, it's funny how you think somebody said one bad thing and you're like, oh, well, they've, they've suffered for that. They've learned a lesson. And yet you just see them continue. I just think, though, somewhere close to this, just be like, what, what are you doing? Just like, <laughs> even, if you, even if you think these thoughts, though, it's like, you got to think, though, as, you're, as a public person, even if you think these thoughts, don't say them publicly. If you want to work, can he, you know, like, <laughs> just keep your mouth shut. Like, you know, like, I don't understand, like... <laughs> What's like, wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Hey, like, honey, we need to eat. What are you doing? <laughs> just yeah. keep your mouth shut. Be yeah, quiet. Just, like, uh, like, even if you've got these faults, whatever, like, just keep quiet, though. And just stay there. Like, okay, like, come off Twitter. Don't use Twitter. If you can't... If you Twitter's can't, now a safe haven for free speech. Then, but have you not heard? <laughs> yeah, maybe, but your career's not safe, is it? No. <laughs> oh... <laughs> Why do we always end up with one of these types of people on these shows? Mm. She doesn't come back in the next film, I don't think. If she does, you know, I'm going to yeah. look red-faced. But so, <laughs> I don't think she comes back as anything important. Uh, we've had no emails this month or the last several yeah. months for this episode. But if you do want to talk to us about this show or about any of the past episodes or any of the films we're about to watch or have watched please feel free to email us at timelinepod, or one word, at gmail.com with your thoughts about this and everything else. And we will share them on the show. Also check out the Timeline uh, Twitter. Is that still active? <laughs> Should be. And uh, we also have a Patreon, which is uh, patreon.com forward slash sebutsu, S-E-I-I-B-U-T-S-U. If you want to support the show or anything else I do, or even Libert does, I'll throw him a fiver if we get one. <laughs> one of these days we'll get a fiver. Um, we're always up to something, aren't we? Always. What's your your Twitter as well? Are you still active on Twitter? I'm still active on Twitter, yeah. What's your Twitter, Limbo? <laughs> it's at Limbo Bond. One word or underscore or anything? Underscore between Limbo and Bond. <laughs> okay, cool. And people can follow you there and you'll, you'll obviously talk about some stuff that... I might have sent you the stuff I might, might, some stuff you might like some stuff you don't um, the next episode is what we are worried about next now and so I thought all along that it was going to be Logan but Logan is not next Logan is like one after this what's next is X-Men Apocalypse I never watched this film I've seen it once but someone I know said I might like it because I do like people that just talk and apparently, Apocalypse is one of the characters he talks. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he is, um, from what I remember, he is one of those that likes to monologue, yes. I love a monologue, I love a monologue character. So. I think <laughs> if, if you've got time, we'll go downstairs and watch mm. it in a minute. I do love a monologue character, so. But um, I don't remember. There were bits in this film, from what I know, remembering it very vaguely. That were really strong. But we'll get to it. It should be interesting. At least we'll have that hanging end of credits scene from the last film finally addressed. Yeah. 
Is that the last X-Men film? No. It's not Phoenix, Dark Phoenix. Either. Dark Phoenix is the... The last official X-Men in this... Yes. Because then he's trying rebooting it, but... Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. The last official film now is going to be Deadpool 3. Yeah. Which is even more interesting. That's Marvel now, technically. Don't get me thinking about how this all works out. Anyway, it's still... T- we're, we're finishing with Deadpool yeah, 3. Yeah. So we're going to. The goal is to get to Deadpool three, and uh, that will be the last episode, and it will be around the release of the film. So we've got like, we can just talk about it fresh. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, without further ado, I can just say it's just a goodbye from me, really. Goodbye. And goodbye from the timeline yes. somewhere. So let's see you somewhere down the timeline, and uh, we all look forward to watching X Men Apocalypse review later. Just monologue, monologue, monologue. Do you have a good monologue for everyone? No. No. <laughs> Maybe you will after we watch some more. Anyway, bye bye. No to the ladies, I'm not a tool, I'm a sexy motherfucker. Yeah.